Welcome to Be the Scandal, the sacred rebellion of being your most authentic self. I'm your host, Danny Hickman. If you've been enjoying this podcast, I invite you to take a moment to rate my podcast and click subscribe. This helps people learn about Be the Scandal and gives them the opportunity to join this journey of radical self love. Now let's jump into the episode. I'm so excited to have my friend Emily Spring on the podcast today. We are going to be talking about creating aligned space in our lives and our schedules and our businesses. I think all the above. And I'm going to have Emily introduce herself because she's doing quite a few magical things in the world. And I think you can probably speak to it better than I can. So Emily, let us know a little bit about you and that magic you're doing in the world. Yeah. This intro will probably feed into our topic, but I I am doing a lot. My title, I guess the label that I wear is a physician assistant and then very specifically functional medicine physician assistant. Um, I've started my own clinic, Spring Holistic Health. And so I'm offering those functional medicine deep dives. So that's just a deeper scientific look at all the things going on physically coupled with the mental, emotional, spiritual work. So I call that whole being healthcare. We, We look at the physical, but we also look at the other layers. So I was doing a lot of physical work. And as you know, with your energy and emotional work. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of times the the root cause of the block, everything starts energetically. So for people, Mm -hmm. I've observed patients doing everything perfect in the physical, but there's still that emotional component, nervous system still in fight flight. So at Spring Holistic, I work with patients and clients to to do a whole being methodology. So we're looking at the physical, we're including that, but we're also looking at mental, emotional, spiritual. So in those things, I do a lot of Reiki or meditations or visualizations or subconscious reprogramming. I love, love, love that work. I'm also at Vanderbilt. Um, I'm very pleased to say that Vanderbilt in the GI department in the inflammatory bowel disease department, we're starting, um, I'm starting with Dr. Bolio, the functional medicine clinic. This really excites me. So we're seeing patients one-on-one and we're also doing a lot of group education around nutrition and lifestyle. Functional medicine has gotten the wrap of very expensive, you know, really cost prohibitive to a lot of people in terms of labs and supplements and new treatment plans. So the, um, it's really been fun to be at Vanderbilt to figure out, okay, how do we, how do we offer a new way at, at a very cost effectively? So we're, we're getting the visits covered by insurance. We're starting with nutrition education and awareness as well as lifestyle education and awareness. And the results have been profound. So we're, we're allowing whole being kind of approach this functional medicine approach inside a conventional model, which is huge. The exciting thing to me about that is above all, we're, we're educating and empowering these people, which is going to be an invaluable tool for them and their life. And then, you know, I think um, this will probably flush out in our conversation, but I, I do offer a lot of re- workshops and retreats. And as I'm evolving, I think, you know, my business and what I offer is evolving, but I'd love to talk about all things um, that, that help our vitality. And I, I think my true passion is transformation. I think I'm kind of growing into more like transformation offerings, alchemy offerings, things like that. It's really interesting to receive those words as you were naming them, because especially at the end there, that transformational piece and that alchemy Mm -hmm. piece, I mean, it just lit my body up. And Mm -hmm. something that I just want to speak into when you were talking about that whole being healthcare, which you know, professionally, I love that work you're doing. I'm Mm -hmm. here for it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But what came up was more as your friend thinking, oh yeah, these offerings are you being your whole self Mm -hmm. out in 
into the world. So I just wanted Mm -hmm. to name that and just celebrate that with you right Mm now. And I'm really excited that you have created a space and I know ever evolving, but created a space where all of you can come into this work. I'm so glad that you, you spoke into that because back in July of last year, so it's been about a year since I was working on the business and the copy and what is this idea and trying to concise what I do and throughout just writing and writing and writing and writing, it came to that. It came to like what I thought was like about a clinic was really about me finding finding my voice and my expression. That's first and foremost, you know, it's, a, it's really a space, like you said, for me to bring all of me, all those parts that I judged or thought weren't right, you know, and, and creating my own artistic expression of what is supposed to come through me into the world. So it's interesting. I, I have this tag phrase, which I'll probably use at some point called the art of my life. Cause mm-hmm. early on in my childhood, you know, I, my creativity and artistics endeavors and um, intuition was kind of diminished for, for many reasons. And um, I've come to understand like, yeah, the art of my life is me being more me fully and completely. And Mm. so it just kind of all encapsulates all of that. Yeah. 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 When I think that segues into our conversation of you Mm -hmm. getting more aligned with who you truly are, Mm -hmm. that authentic self is helping you (laughs) express that out into Mm -hmm. the world because you're getting to know yourself in these deeper layers and calling back Mm -hmm. these parts of you. I mean, because when I think of you, like I think of this intuitive embodied woman Mm -hmm. and I love just hearing that little bit of your story just right now of like, Hey, these were things that I disconnected from when Mm -hmm. I was younger. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really a journey of of my own healing. Right. And it looks like Mm -hmm. a clinic and helping people or offering things, but it's truly my own healing journey. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a wild ride. Everything's so connected. I know you see that too. It's like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it blows my mind. So Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking about that today. I was recording another podcast episode actually before we hopped on just a solo episode. And I was kind of giggling to myself, although I guess I was giggling to the listeners or with the (laughs) listeners and was saying, you know, it's so cool to see how interconnected things are Mm -hmm. and what we're working through right now, especially in this healing space that we're both in. What I find is what I'm working through right now is going to deeply support those people that I'm about to work with. It's that Mm -hmm. lived wisdom and I'll say earned wisdom from being in the trenches of it myself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I feel like I'm at this juncture of just allowing a lot to fall away. So I'm kind of like, anything we're headed towards, even though I want simplicity and ease and space, it's like, that's not my not, that has not been my natural (laughs) landing spot. So even though it's stuff is shedding and that's where I want to be, it's still kind of just interesting to allow that to unfold, like letting identities fall away, letting old habits and conditioning fall away. Um, and, and that's always happening. I mean, we're always evolving. That's always shifting and always changing. Um, I'm in Enneagram three. I, I don't, I don't know a ton about that, but you know, I'm a performer. I'm a, I've been, I'm able to really see these habits clearly and they're, they're beautiful parts of me too, but like learning and acquiring knowledge and, you know, studying and evolving and growing and pushing the limits and I've been in, my son is seven, so I've probably been in a six-year cycle, maybe longer, of doing that very intensely, very um, passionately. <laughs> and I wouldn't I wouldn't have changed it. That was the way it was supposed to be. But it's been, you know, I would say, and totally changed my career. I went from CVICU, so critical care, 
ICU cardiovascular work at the bedside, you know, reading about mind, body, spirit stuff at night, you know, and, and then mm-hmm. the night shift, I was like reading about nutrition and all my colleagues were looking at me, but there was, there was a yearning for something more. There was a yearning for a different mm-hmm. way. And around 2016, I took that leap professionally by quitting that job and just starting working in a clinic one day a week. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was just hungry for knowledge, like podcasts, articles, conversations. And it's been beautiful because I found functional medicine. I did a wonderful mentorship with Dr. Hussey in the Maxwell Clinic, did my IFM certification. I mean, I've just been going training, 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 mm-hmm. training, and I wouldn't trade what I've learned. I wouldn't train. And, and personally too, like um, circle development, you know, chakra courses, you know, all these things mm-hmm. to, to grow personally. And it feels like because I'm a performer, I bring that energy of go, 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 learn, 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 be there, be there, be there, be there. And mm-hmm. it's, it's served me in growing, but I'm kind of to this point, like, okay, I'm ready to be here. I'm still going to grow. I'm still going to evolve, but I'm ready to really kind of enjoy the ride a little bit more and embody that um, Mm -hmm. essence versus no, there, there. (laughs) Um, So that's, that's a big shift for me. 2020, I took so many, so many trainings and it was all very like aligned with where I was going, but that I I haven't wanted to pick up a book, a training, an article. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was at the beach last week. I read two fiction books. It was the first time in maybe 10 years that I've read fiction and just allowed myself to get lost in a story. So, so that's just like, I'll share that. (laughs) I don't know know where we'll go from there, but yeah. Well, and hearing that what's coming up for me is the grief and I'm going to put that word on it, but the grief that Mm -hmm. sometimes comes with when our identity is shifting, when we are shedding say layers or skin that no longer fits us. I know that's been part of my experience. And then Mm -hmm. giving ourselves permission to explore those spaces, like you're saying, okay, I did this training and that training. I followed intuitively what was lighting me up. And then it sounds like this is kind of the energy you're in right now, giving space for that integration and embodiment of Yeah. 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 And I also just side note, want to say this, that I started, I'm a nonfiction junkie, which I feel like (laughs) you and I both are my new self-help book. I'm going to read it and love it. It's like, that is enjoyable to me. And Mm -hmm. I've started reading a lot more fiction now too. And that's been Mm -hmm. a really great reprieve and like breathing space that I don't need to work so hard right now. I can give my system space to integrate and just be and enjoy the moment right now. Yes. I've so enjoyed getting lost in a story. And um, I love what you just said, work so hard. That's kind of been the energy behind it all. Like we got to push here and work hard there. And it's beautiful because I have grown and evolved and pushed all limits possible. And as a new mom, you know, while being married, you know, all the things, but it's like, that's the energy I want to shift. What if I don't have to work? What if I can like really trust and ground and allow the universe to bring me the next thing or the next training or at a pace that feels like you said, more enjoyable. You hit on a couple words that have been so profound. Um, the integration I'll speak to first, it has felt like that. It was training after training after training that there wasn't time to really integrate it for myself, you know, and, and patience. So it feels very much like I'm in that space. I think the grief piece that that's been totally true around identities. You know, when you take the time and do the work yourself, part of that is looking at parts of you that you might have been avoiding, that you might have been justifying, that you may not want to look at, that you may not want to love. And when you're able to see it, I always say like with 
the things right here I can't see. <laughs> right. And everybody else can see so clearly, right? Like I, and I, I can see them for my patients and clients, but I can't see things. And the things that I can't see that maybe you can see, your friends can see, or my husband can see, mm-hmm. until I can see it, until we have that awareness, I can't really change it, you know, or integrate it or do much about it or love it, you know, until I can really mm-hmm. see it. Even seeing those identities or behaviors has been like, have I been acting like that? Or, you know, was I that ugh, persistent? Or was I, was I not a present mom, you know? And I've had to really watch those judgments and, um, just love myself, love, love, like really feel that feeling and hold space for that feeling. Mm -hmm. And, um, just kind of say, you know what, Emily, it happened the way it was supposed to happen. You have Mm -hmm. awareness. Now you can change your schedule. You can create more family time. You can, you know, it is what it is. And that little part of me that can be just so (laughs) I'm just playing with loving her. Panash Desai, I do a lot of his meditations. I love his approach. And, you know, he talks about like, love is the inclusivity of it all. Love is, mm. so it's like, it's like loving her. It's like, oh, now I can see that she's been doing all that, likely from an unmet need, right, of inadequacy, right. likely from an unmet need of needing, needing to be significant. And just, it does kind of bring tears to my eyes, just like sitting with her and loving her and like mm-hmm. being like, it's okay, you know? You don't have, you don't have to go that hard anymore. Yeah. 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 It's funny. Um, talking about how everything's interconnected literally yesterday, a patient, um, got to inner child work and this was at Vanderbilt. And I said, well, what would you say to that part of, of yourself? And he literally said, it's okay. You can slow down. You don't have to work that hard and go that hard. And it's like, how much was that message for me? You know, or, <laughs> right. you know it's like, we, like I just said that. So Um, when I work with patients, it's like, oh man, whatever they're bringing to the table is for me too, you know, and, um, we're all connected. We're all the same. Panache talks about this a lot, but it's so resonating with all that I've just been saying. It's shifting that instead of like being better out there and going and doing and striving and pushing and succeeding, it really about me falling into my being that's already right there. That's been with me the whole time and resting in that place. Mm Mm-hmm. And then creating from there and being the conduit from that space. So it's like all this working hard and taking this and doing that. It's like, is that needed anymore? It's a, it's the shifting of that and just kind of resting back into, into me instead of mm-hmm. being better, fixing or healing or changing. It's coming home, you know? Yeah. And if anything, I think we're all just here to remind each other to come back, you know, to what we have, to what we know. Mm, I love it. You know, I just love hearing you speak on these topics because Mm -hmm. I get excited that you're offering these conversations with those people that you work with, because I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, I love them. (laughs) I love Mm -hmm. inner child work, Mm -hmm. love parts work. And I feel like this is a truth, or at least it's my truth. There are a lot of us that are running from ourselves and we are working really hard to not actually be present with ourselves and where we are. So I think that's a beautiful invitation just in your words that you're giving listeners out there is how can we learn to just breathe and be present with what is not that we don't want to change or grow or expand, mm-hmm. but right. just to stop running from ourselves, mm-hmm. being present with all parts of ourselves in that energy of love too. And something Mm -hmm. that came up for me when you were speaking about, you know, these different identities, 
things that I've done. Oh, actually I'm going to use your example if that feels okay. Like you mentioned, yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe I wasn't a present mom. I just had a moment where I wanted to say, Oh, can we thank that part of you mm-hmm. for working so hard and doing mm-hmm. what she thought she needed to do in that moment? Mm-hmm. And doing something like that is a really quick way to shift and drop into compassion and gentleness while relieving and saying, Like, I know why you did this. Of course you did this. Mm -hmm. And now we don't have to work so hard. So it's that Mm -hmm. beautiful duality of recognizing that part that's working so hard and (laughs) saying, now let's bring in ease. You want to try something different? Ease and flow. Right. And that feels really good to me. I'm speaking to my hearts too. (laughs) It does. And, you know, I had to really watch that because I did go, I do go down those rabbit holes of judgment of, you know, of what I, what I can see. And then, like you said, just sit with it and be with it and love it. And if I'm really honest, (laughs) I could have done no other. These past six years, I was, that was the path I was supposed to do. You know, if if somebody would have said, you can't take those trainings or you shouldn't, it was uh, like a just magnetism. Like I was going to do that mm-hmm. path. And I've really mm-hmm. just had to be like, that was the way it was supposed to unfold. And you followed that. And I was a present mom, you know, I, right. I, you know, it's like watching how it'll sneak in. Um, you could have done better that you could have done better mm-hmm. conditioning. Mm-hmm. Right. And I had to just kind of be like, you know, my son knows I love him, you know, surely maybe I could have blocked off more time, but in those moments that I'm with him, I am present. And I just have to mm-hmm. remember that I can always do better, can always evolve, can always put phone down. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, it's that recognition for me that we're never really there. I really think I'm, that's, that's something that's been coming up these past two years. Like this, this is a illusion that I had, I still probably have that. I think I'm going to get there and then rest and then everything's all figured out and sorted, you know? And it's like, that's not happening. So how do I sit here and rest in the parts that aren't settled and the parts that are settled and just, you know, it feels like quicksand, like I'm almost to the edge, but it's like, (laughs) instead of it feeling so Oh, it's like, how do I just relax into it? And yeah, that's the container of life. And it's like, I've been fighting against that or resisting it, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that reminds me of a conversations I have frequently with people I work with is, can we stop actually delaying our rest? Can we mm. stop delaying mm. our self-love and saying, I'm going to use some strong language, but like, I'll deserve it when like uh-huh. and have that rest or that love that we offer to ourselves be conditional and be based on what we achieve, Mm -hmm. you know, before we offer it to ourselves. And just even that offering gives people space to go, oh yeah, I am doing that. I am delaying my rest. Right. Right. I'm doing this transactional thing with myself when it comes to rest and love. And I don't want to do that anymore. We don't have to do that. We don't have to do that. Yeah. It's so interesting why we do that. It's definitely ingrained culturally. And I think it's that, you know, self-rejection piece or whatever you want to call it. It's like, well, no, I have to do all these things before I deserve that or more. Whether we, a lot of times we're not conscious that we're doing that, which is a big part of what you do and a big part of what I love to do too. It's that as habitual as blinking, like we just do it. We're not even aware of it. And um, really to unpack that and unwire that is, is huge. And it doesn't, it doesn't feel comfortable. Mm-mm. And it's like this, I think it ties back to that self-rejection piece. Like when we start to accept ourselves just as we are right here and yes, we can grow or we can take that next training, but it's not to be better. 
you know, it's, it's to experience it. It's because we could do no other. It's to play with that part of it. It's not because we even need to change. I notice like when people do start growing in that self-love and myself included, the self-love, the self-compassion, the accepting of themselves as they are right now, no longer denying or rejecting the, their humanity or, you know, my humanity or how I'm created or that allows me, you know, and maybe others to give, to give ourselves that, that permission to take a breath or do the thing or, you know, it feels connected to that and other things. And that's what with my, I'll prescribe it. And, you know, I really try to use words that people relate to, like it's medicinal, you know, like it's medicine to give yourself that time or to love yourself or have that compassion or that acceptance. Like is equivalent, you know, if you need that analogy in your brain for reaching for that medicine, it's truly healing on a cellular level. And so I'll prescribe it. (laughs) If you need a prescription, you know, you need to put it on your calendar, you know, whatever works to give ourselves that permission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's interesting whenever, at least in my experience, I've told people that, that like, mm-hmm. I'm going to put this in quotes, like it's simple in the sense of, we just have to meet ourselves where we are mm-hmm. and so much can change. Although there's layers to getting there and meeting ourselves where we are and giving us permission to just be who we are right now in this moment, but it can be that simple. But some mm-hmm. people reject that a lot because they've worked so hard to not be connected to themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I think sometimes it blows our mind to be like, wait, that's the path. And it's like, yes, that is the path. Come back to yourself. Even I can miss it, right? Like I can see, I can see what you need to accept, right? <laughs> but like even that part of me that was judging myself, it's so subtle because it's so, it's like a shadow. It's like even that part of me that was beating myself up for maybe not being a present mom or why did that right there, that right there is the part that I feel like I I have the opportunity to love and integrate and be with her. I've observed, you know, even in the self-help and spiritual world, it's like, we're, like you just said, we, we might be missing that step of being right there. Even that fresh, that frustrated part or that angry part or that, 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 whatever's coming up, like you, like you mentioned, that's, that's the person that's asking for your attention, you know, and, and the love. And I think sometimes even spiritually and self helpy, we're still trying to be better than who we are. Right. And that mm-hmm. panache said this today, anytime you're trying to change yourself or think you need to be different, you're rejecting your humanity, you know, whatever is present. Can we be with that? Not even try to fix it, heal it, change it out, meditate it. You know, it's like, so it it is so simple. And I think I have to be really honest. Am I running from that or am I, how do I just be with that thing, that frustration, that anger, that whatever's coming up? That's the entry point right there. You know, and life is leading you there with each breadcrumb, with each experience, with each moment of, oh, that's the thing. That's the thing that your body and your mind is is asking you to be with. Well, and I completely agree with you. I feel like in this self-improvement space, it is a lot of focus on how do we move you f- away from yourself and away from mm-hmm. your current experience mm-hmm. and the energy that I'm bringing in. And I want my clients to feel, I want myself to feel is I'm going to learn to love the parts of me that feel hardest to love. That's that true. is what I'm doing. And then making decisions to change and expand and grow from a place of connected worthiness and integration. And so that is the energy. And I know that's the energy you're bringing, even without yes. maybe that, those specific words, but like, mm-hmm. that's the invitation here. 
And that's such a beautiful invitation because with that, there will be nothing to run from when we can change and show up to the world differently. Coming from that alignment, I think that's beautiful. I love that. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it gets me so excited. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that's been an easy journey. I feel like that's Mm -hmm. important to say. Um, When those parts of you, I like to think of it like that frustration. I mean, you named all of these different parts, but like whenever I'm feeling that, imagining it's knocking on my door and saying, oh, okay, hi, frustration. I see that Mm -hmm. you're here. I'm not going to maybe allow you to come in and run rampant in my house, but I'm going to let you exist. I'm going to talk to you, try to understand, Hey, why do you feel like you need to be here right now? What's going on? Instead of just slamming the door and be like, get out of here, frustration. Like in these moments, maybe I'm feeling anxious. This happened actually kind of recently. I was feeling really anxious and I'm doing the thing I do to move away from emotional pain. I try to like, Mm. why am I anxious? I try to understand it logically. And then I just had a moment where I'm like, Oh, I don't need to do that. What if I just said, hey, anxiety, you're here. And not like Mm -hmm. in a defeated, powerless way, but just in allowing it to exist energy. And then to no surprise, probably to you, it really lowered in the distress level. It was like, oh, okay. And then I was able to support myself and it it was just so powerful to just say, oh yeah, you're here right now. I'm not going to try to shame you, reject you, or get you to go away. I'm just going to let you exist right now and give you space to breathe. Absolutely. And I'll say when I remember to do that, because a lot of times my conditioning takes over, but, um, I love what you said about not letting it like drive the bus or run the show. That mm-hmm. That is a key part, I feel like. Yeah, just no longer trying to reject it or deny it because as you know, that makes it louder and stronger. And um, yeah, can we just live with that part or include mm-hmm. that part of us? And sometimes, um, again, when I can remember, I love how you described how you kind of speak to it and talk to it and honor it. And I don't know if you've heard this. Somebody told me a long time ago, Buddha would always take his anxiety to tea. And so that's how I explain it to a lot of patients. Like you would go to get coffee with a girlfriend, right? You're not like, well, why are you like that? Or Da-da-da. you know, you, you over coffee or tea or whatever. You're like, well, tell me, you get curious. Tell me about that. What's mm-hmm. that like? Why do you think that is? So you, you, when you hold space for a friend, you can keep that kind of curious inquiry. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what you just described, that curious inquiry. You're like, okay, you're here. Okay, that's fine. Let me get you a blanket. Do you need some tea? Like, what, <laughs> what do you need? Sometimes, because I also go into my mind a ton, and I learned this from Dr. Sue Mortar. She wrote Energy Codes. She's a powerful woman. I, I love learning from her. But she'll talk about um, take it to the body. So you even just drop the story, and you're like, okay, what am I feeling sensation wise, not story, not mind, not what did they do or did And like, maybe the heart is beating or maybe like, you're just feeling restless. She talks about central channel breathing, but sometimes I'll just like, can I just be with that sensation? Can I just breathe in and out of that thing? Cause just focusing on the energy alone and the sensation Mm -hmm. is a different way of maybe doing what you were talking about verbally. So there's so many different ways to to do it and whatever your tool, whatever tool works for you. Great. Yeah. I love, I love what you said too about, Oh, I don't have to do that anymore. That happened for me this week. I was in a situation, um, you know, it involved another person. So if you have two realities, you have two truths kind of bumping up against Mm -hmm. each other. And I was going down my rabbit hole of how I normally do it. And then I had that same light bulb that was like, what if, what if you did it a different way? And mm. I was able to really escape so much suffering of arguing and going back and forth and 
you know, trying to be right and was able just to kind of allow the energy to move through, not attach with it, leaning on some of the practices we talked about. And it was awesome. It was awesome to do it a different way, you know? It feels really exciting when we have those moments where we show up differently because a lot Mm -hmm. of times, especially if you're in this, I'll say self-improvement space, you are learning, you are working on it. You're learning how to open up into your conscious awareness, different ways to relate. And so it's really cool to have those moments where your system's like, oh, there is the old option that you usually Mm -hmm. go down. I'll say that's Mm -hmm. worn in sled riding hill this way. I like to describe it. Yes. Or you could go down this way and this new pathway. And it's really exciting because eventually the more you choose that other pathway, that will get Mm -hmm. worn in. And so that will be served as the option more regularly. So it's just really interesting when it happens in real time and you're like, yes, I'm starting to create that new path. (laughs) That's kind of like brain nerding, but yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And then it will become the thing that you maybe reach for, for sure. So, yeah. You know, I'm thinking too, I love where our conversation is going and I love this parts conversation. So I just want to name (laughs) that, but I'm thinking of what you said about interactions with someone else and the duality of having two different experiences to exist. And some of my girlfriends and I, we just went on a trip to Hawaii and we had this liberating moment where we were like, where I was like, okay, well, I feel like this is true. And you're having a different truth and experience. And my truth doesn't make you wrong. And Mm -hmm. your truth doesn't make me wrong. And we just like giggled about it. And we were like going through like, wait, I'm right. And you're right. You know, and it was just like really fun, playful experience Mm -hmm. that, Hey, like both can exist at the same time. And it's really about how do we navigate this duality in a way, Mm -hmm. at least this is my invitation. I'm constantly working on it, but in a way that feels loving and Mm -hmm. in alignment with the person that I desire to be. And that is like a right. loving, compassionate, curious person. And so yeah. I just wanted to speak to that because it can be really difficult relationally to mm-hmm. be present in both of those existing, giving yourself space to be authentically you and giving that other person space to be authentically them in their authentic experience. Right. Yeah. I think that's huge. I love that you were able to have that moment with your girlfriends, <laughs> you know, it's because fun. that's, we need more of that in the world, right? Like, cause right. Everything is, you know, like you see this, but I see this. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, we both are right. And there's a lot of polarizing topics in the world right now. And we keep just, it's like that energy is never going to be the way. And Mm -hmm. it's interesting how I love that you had that experience with your girlfriends. And I I love it when I have those experiences too, because that, I mean, when we can create that space, that's true, authentic, you know, soulful connection to be able Mm -hmm. to hold that space for one another. And I think my trigger in those things is when I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, um, unraveling wanting to be right. <laughs> that is definitely a big one. I like to be right too. <laughs> I like to be right. Um, and so it's like how, but my, my big trigger in those moments is when, um, I don't feel like I'm heard. Like mm-hmm. maybe not, I'm not even going to make you wrong or maybe I don't even want to be right, but I do want to be heard. I do mm-hmm. want, you don't even have to agree with me, but if you can, hold space to listen. Like that helps me soften big time. And we're never going to get to, I think, you know, I talk about peace or world peace or, you know, all these polarizing things. It's like the answer is not 
everybody thinking and seeing things the same way. If, if, you know, we're, so we argue to try to get them to agree with us or vice versa. And that is just perpetuating that struggle. I think peace, what if, what if peace is, you know, just, I see it this way and you see it that way. And I'm okay with that. You're the unfolding of your truth doesn't have to threaten mine. And, mm. you know, can I be at peace with the way I see it? And be at peace with the way you see it and let you have your view and let me have my view. And then come to that point where we're almost giggling, like, ah, you see it that way, I see it this way. And I still love you. Like that doesn't have to threaten each other's existence or the love that we feel and have for one another. So I do think that's so interconnected, you know, to everything that's happening. If everything is divinity, right? If my path, if I believe my path is unfolding exactly as it should. Mm-hmm. And your, then your divinity and divine and your path is unfolding exactly mm-hmm. as it should. So how do I just, you know, be in my world and letting mine unfold and trusting that yours is unfolding the same way, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even if it's rubbing up against mine, you know, maybe that's the perfect thing that's supposed to be happening. So I can see what's there for me to integrate, you know? Right. I'm going to be really just honest with you right now. I've, because of everything that's going on in our climate right now, I've been like, why are people not talking about this? Where are all the psychologists and the therapists and the people in these healing spaces? And we're not talking about relating in this way. It's like the Mm -hmm. opposite way that I feel like is happening in our culture. It is kind of Mm -hmm. that war that's happening. And so I just really love your offering and perspective of, hey, can we relate differently And then Mm -hmm. I just want to add this in, then use discernment based on my own values and Mm -hmm. what living with integrity means like for me of who do I want to interact with and Mm -hmm. how do I want to interact with them? Mm -hmm. Because, and I think the other part too, that I just want to name is like, and to express myself authentically and not censor myself and Mm -hmm. to be able to say, okay, this is what I believe and I'm allowed to have that. And you're allowed to have your beliefs. Mm -hmm. And then I can use discernment of how do I want to interact with you? That's Mm -hmm. just what's coming up for me. Absolutely. I don't know. It's just been interesting to observe how, like, if you say what you believe, every people will attack you or praise you. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Mm -hmm. Why, why, why are we so threatened by what everybody else believes? You know, it's been really interesting to observe that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in, mm-hmm. for myself included, I've had to really watch like, ugh, I call it the surge inside me, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, that's mine to look at. It's not theirs to look at. Right. My interaction with somebody is causing that surge. Mm-hmm. They are just the mirror. Or I believe they're the way for me to see that in me. Like it's like shining a spotlight on, oh, what's there for mm-hmm. me to integrate? Mm-hmm. But we, so, and I, I, myself included, it's easier to blame. It's easier to be like, well, you did that. Or if you, if you, I need you to change because if you said that differently, or if you, if you believed like me, then I wouldn't be feeling this thing. So I need you to change mm-hmm. instead of us taking that responsibility and accountability. Like that's mine to go be with Mm -hmm. is is how I see it. And you know, that quote or that saying, it begins and ends in us, you know? Mm -hmm. So even if this 
external thing, I felt it in, in the presence of that external thing or person or experience or whatever, it began and it got to end in me. It's not mm-hmm. going to end when something outside of me changes. It's like, how do I integrate that feeling? To me, that's ownership and accountability and peace. I'm, I'm going to be at peace when I learn how to nurture that thing with whatever tools, with whatever help, you know, but it's mine because nobody can activate anything that doesn't already exist in me, you know? So can we just let that energy (laughs) land for a second? Wow. Yeah. So that's where I think, you know, I've tried to watch and I'm not perfect at this. When I want to be like, you, 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 it's like, mm -mm. Mm -hmm. and that's not always easy. I want to just name this. I know that our conversation has (laughs) spanned a lot of different topics, but there's a part of me that feels really grateful that we are, you know, ending on this conversation here because I feel like, like I said earlier, where I'm like, where's everyone talking about this? It's like, oh, maybe I need to, maybe I need to, (laughs) I'm like somebody else do it. But you know, I guess what's coming up is that like codependent Mm. codependency and that Mm -hmm. piece of you, you quote, you are awakening and triggering me, take care of it person outside of me. And so it's really, Mm -hmm. I just want to maybe say it like this. The invitation here is exactly Mm -hmm. what you're saying is to recognize and take ownership of what's alive in you and Mm -hmm. learning the tools, maybe accessing resources if you don't have Mm -hmm. those tools. So maybe a therapist or a coach or someone that can help you hold and co-regulate this, exploring it within yourself Mm -hmm. and doing this work Mm -hmm. so that we can show up in interactions in a more interdependent energy and not mm-hmm. the energy of, I need you to be different. So I feel better mm-hmm. so that I can regulate. It's okay. Mm-hmm. How do I learn how to regulate while I give you space to be who you are and mm-hmm. then make decisions from there? I love codependency right. in that topic. It is an ever-growing yeah. personal journey for me, but <laughs> I just wanted to name that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I'm interrupting this episode to intentionally invite you to connect with me in real time. There are quite a few ways we can connect through the Sacred Rebel Collective. I want to share about two offerings I'm really excited about. If you're wanting to work with me one-on-one, I've opened up my schedule for new holistic coaching clients. And the second offering is a retreat hosted by the Sacred Rebel Collective this fall in Joshua Tree, California. Retreats are an invitation to unplug and dive deep into your own inner landscape. It's a sacred container that allows for exponential healing and expansion in a relatively short period of time. If you're feeling like you're standing at a threshold in your life's journey, and you're ready to step into becoming the next version of yourself, we invite you to join us. You can learn more about both of these offerings at www.thesacredrebelcollective.com. Now back to the episode. I guess all of this is playing into going back to what we said we were going to talk about, but um, is getting clear on what matters to me and what is my purpose? What do I want to do? What do I want to play with next? Because I want to, not because I need to, or anybody needs me Mm. to, and then making choices from that place. So, I mean, you know, I've been a functional medicine, that's a big part of my identity and I love it, but I do, I do foresee spring holistic, maybe evolving and growing and changing. And that's going to take some honesty on my part. Some really getting clear on my part really letting and allowing people pleasing and, you know, all that I tend to do so that 
I will be liked or will be approved or, you know, I, I always want to do it all. It's just not necessary anymore. It's like, what, what is my favorite part? That's my offering. And really, really that clarity and that courage to really speak that and say that and yeah. not have to do it all, you know? Yeah. I just want to curl up into that energy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think, you know, what came up for me when you were just saying that was something that's part of my journey, but it's giving myself permission and having the courage to be disliked. Because mm-hmm. if I really look at the work mm-hmm. I'm doing in the world, people aren't going to like it. It's going to bump mm-hmm. up against their trauma mm-hmm. and their triggers. And that's been part of yeah. my journey. It's just giving mm-hmm. myself space to move through the world authentically, knowing that some people might not like it and it's okay. It's okay mm-hmm. if my offering shift shifts. It's okay if my grad professors look at what I'm doing now and they're like, oh my gosh, energy work. I can't believe she's doing that. Like that's okay right. because- most in alignment with me. And it's not in alignment with maybe someone else, but that's okay too. Mm -hmm. It is completely okay to let those things that no longer fit you Mm -hmm. fall away because it's like putting on those clothes that don't fit anymore. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I can't put on the jeans I wore when I was 16. I can't. Right, you know, right. you yeah. know, I guess I'm thinking in more programming and conditioning way, but we do try to do that. We try to mm-hmm. put on those clothes and those identities that maybe fit then, or maybe yeah. even then they didn't fit. I know for me, yeah. I was like trying to wear things that were like too big, you know, too small. They didn't fit then. So <laughs> why would they fit now? It's like giving yourself permission to not fit. That whole gene thing was really important for me, especially with purging and cleaning and getting, I mean, really getting rid of papers and notes and digital. I mean, my desk is a mess right now, but for me, it's like, I can do all those things. I can maybe still wear that t-shirt from, you know, 1997, <laughs> but it's like, do I want to? I, I know in fu- yeah. I, can, I can do functional medicine. I can lead people through a mold detox. I can walk you through Lyme. I can, but it's like, why am I doing that? Do I want to do that? Is that, is that where I am my fullest, most authentic mm-hmm. self? Or am I doing that? Cause I know how to do it and I learned it and I have the protocols and I can test you for it, you know, but what is going to light me up and really, really being true to that, that, that is something that I can do. I can do it and I can wear it, but it's like, maybe it's time to really clean out the closet to really, mm-hmm. to really fit who I am now. And that's what makes it, I make up, it makes it harder because you can still wear it all. You can still do it all. But it's like throwing away the shirt or the jeans, even though they're still okay and good and fit. Throwing it out or getting rid of it, letting it go because you're headed this way. And does that make sense mm-hmm. at all? Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, I'm just thinking of that's what I feel like I'm going through right now. And mm-hmm. I'm going to speak generally, like make a general statement here. But I think as a high achieving woman, I can mm-hmm. do like, let's take psychotherapy. I can do it and I can do it really well. And right. because of my experience, I can see a wide range of people and issues. And I'm assuming the same is for you, just knowing you, like you do right. this work really well. And, and sometimes that part of me that does want to be good enough. Right. Mm -hmm. And like not Mm -hmm. be a failure. Like she wants to wear these old things and Mm -hmm. she needs my help saying, Hey, you did a really good job Mm -hmm. in psychotherapy. You're a great therapist. It will always be here. If Mm -hmm. ever you feel like you want to do that again, please do that. And Mm -hmm. right now that work in that box does not fit where you're heading or what is Mm -hmm. most in alignment with you. It kind of looks like this. And yeah, it's a different kind of box that maybe doesn't have such structure, 
but it's mm-hmm. safe over here too. And inviting that part of me to just rest mm-hmm. and to have that mm-hmm. love and then inviting in that version of me I'm becoming to exist too and giving myself permission to let that desire breathe a little bit. That's what's coming mm-hmm. up for me. So what you said made complete sense to me because that's what I'm feeling now. Well, thank you for modeling that. Like I learned so much by your little narrative and your, and it was kind of what we were talking about with the anxiety or the overwhelm or the, but I haven't done it for that part of me. This is a functional medicine PA. So mm-hmm. that's a really good takeaway for me to really offer that same, you know, I'm going to take, I'm going to take her to tea, right? <laughs> I need, I'm going to take her to get some coffee. And it's like, how do I nurture that part that's kind of maybe afraid to let go of that outfit from 1992. So thank you for modeling that. And that's that's what I mean. I think that's why we're all here to be teachers for each other, because Mm -hmm. even though I know how to implement that tool, I wasn't really doing it for that, that part. So that's a beautiful, beautiful reflection. I appreciate that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Going to receive that compliment. Thank you. Yeah. I just want to check in with you. Is there more that's on your heart or anything that you feel like you want to speak into before we wrap up this conversation today? Hmm, probably so much, but, um, I don't know. I think, I think I want to really kind of, um, give myself a little more space to nurture that kind of that part that's maybe afraid to, to shift. And a lot of times when I, when I find space, I'll fill it. And so it's like, how do I really give myself that space? So if that resonates, you know, with anybody, you know, just maybe giving, giving ourselves permission and space just to even be with that, that I don't want to figure out yet, you know? So, yeah. 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 I'm going to use different language to reflect that back to you. But what I want Mm -hmm. to say is learning to feel safe in the becoming process in that Mm, void or in that in-between space, because Mm -hmm. Frances Weller speaks to this and calls it the ripening where you're no longer that person you used to be and not quite yet that next version you're becoming. And he speaks to it that we have to choose to ripen here. Not everyone chooses it. And that's at least what I'm hearing from you right now is like, okay, in that silent space or in the calm, or when I don't have something scheduled, how can I just be and exist here and feel safe in this space. And that's hard mm-hmm. to do. So I just want to mm-hmm. also say that that can be really difficult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm also trying to give myself a little permission. Like it's not all figured out and clear yet. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I don't have to have it figured out by Tuesday, you know? And I think, <laughs> I think that can be frustrating to some, maybe some people on my team because <laughs> mm-hmm. they want you know, and I, I want that too. If I'm going to make a change, I want to send out the email and get the next step. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm just trying to be okay with, I don't know yet exactly. And, you know, just keep calling in clarity and mm-hmm. space to be with it has is, is been a big one for me. So mm-hmm. 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 I love to push the water. I feel like it's one of my favorite pastimes whenever <laughs> I don't have clarity. <laughs> I've definitely done a lot of work. Yeah. The, yeah the last yeah. few years Mm -hmm. of just letting things unfold in the right Mm -hmm. timing. And what comes up for me is like needing to give myself permission to not know the timing and Mm. to trust the timing. And it doesn't always have to be in alignment with what my human mind thinks that I bring, I call in in my life, that more spiritual aspect of allowing Mm. it to unfold in the way that it needs to, in order to be in order for me to be most prepared for what is next. 
Yeah. That's um, a huge lesson for me to really integrate right now. Cause yeah, I'm, I'm like, let's go, let's go. We could be doing something right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just in circles over there in my boat where I could just, I could have been just maybe reading a magazine and lounging and enjoying the sun and the view. It's yeah. like, yeah, really allowing it to unfold and trusting that mm-hmm. process is um, a huge opportunity for integration right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, and I want to give the invitation too to still hold the vision because mm-hmm. you know you're intuitive, I'm intuitive, our listeners are intuitive. That when we get those pings of like, ooh, like for me, I, I know I'm going to write another book one day. I already know what it's going to be about. It keeps coming into my mind, but it's not quite the time. So the knowing, how do I discern mm-hmm. between like, oh, does it need action right now, or do I need to like rest in what's happening in the here and now and get the tools that I need, even if I don't know the tools yet but get what right. I need in order to write that particular book in the moment when I'm ready to write it. So mm-hmm. I just like to name that too, of like not forgetting the vision, not forgetting that, Oh yeah, I'm going to be doing this thing. All the mechanics of it or mm-hmm. the specifics of it aren't clear right now. And that's okay, but I'm going to keep putting mm-hmm. one foot in front of the other mm-hmm. and make a line decision after a line decision. And some days mm-hmm. for me, it looks like in the morning, in this moment saying, what do I need to do today to move forward? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, and all of this ties into creating aligned spaces, right? Cl- creating aligned schedules uh, that really tied back into what we, what we started mm-hmm. with. I don't know if when we connected to schedule this, I told you I was going to ask you this. So this might well, If you did, I have forgotten. So this will be <laughs> okay, <a> good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious when you check in with yourself, what mm-hmm. is your current sacred rebellion? Prompt me a little bit when you talk about sacred rebellion, just prompt me on that. Yeah. When I think of a sacred rebellion, I think of something that you're doing in your life that maybe goes against your programming or your conditioning or something that is inviting in this new version of you, that two parts of you, it feels like, Ooh, can we do this? Mm. You know, parts of you are wondering, Oh, I don't know. Um, so Mm -hmm. I'll share mine. My sacred rebellion right now is hiring a team to work with the sacred rebel collective and Mm -hmm. to do more, expansion in more podcast guest episodes and social media and things like that. That feels rebellious to me to be seen mm. in a bigger way. Mm-hmm. Um, whew, I feel like there's a ton of them. I guess my sacred rebellion right now, it's simple, but I'm trying to say no. Mm. And I'm trying to just not start anything new until I create a little more space. I'm trying to just break that habit of filling it, creating space and filling it, creating space Mm -hmm. and filling it. So um, it still feels like I'm (laughs) holding up the dam right now. But yeah, I'm I'm trying to um, rebel against that conditioning of just go, go, go. So I'm trying Mm -hmm. to just create space and sit in it. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't really look like that right now, but there are tiny little micro things that are happening. Yeah. 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 Well, I want to say, I didn't ask what sacred rebellion did you just move through? We, I asked <laughs> what you're in. So at any point, any point of the journey is welcome in that answer. So yeah, yeah I love that. Yeah. That is a sacred yeah. rebellion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Saying no. A big one for me is just saying what I believe and standing in that kind of oh. like what you said, even if I know it's going to go against what somebody else being willing to not be liked. I mean, that's a big one that I'm in and practicing right now. That's yeah. very uncomfortable for me. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see you sacred rebel. <laughs> Shannon sister. I love it. Thank you. 
<laughs> yes, 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 yes. Thank you. This is awesome. I love what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. If someone yeah. is looking to connect with you, where can they find you? Just emilyspring.com as my website. And then emily.spring is Instagram. I encourage people to join the email list right now because we will, okay. as we're shifting, we're going to, that's how we're going to be communicating with people. Um, new offerings and new changes and upcoming events and things like that. Awesome. Thank you, Emily. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Be The Scandal. If you like what you heard, don't forget to click subscribe so that you can join in on the sacred rebellion of being your most authentic self.